Thanksgivings of yore, the virginity test, and micro-cheating. All of this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Hi, Amy. Hello, hello. You are the sweetest, bestest person in the entire fucking universe. I just want to explain that on the last podcast, previously... On brilliant observations. <laughs> on a previous episode. Here's so the, recap. the the two second recap is that we had some inter- interruption, internet delay. I thought it was you on your side. You thought it was me on my side, and I just waited. I just I knew you were in the middle of rolling about saying something. So I thought she'll pop back in. She'll pop back in, and I didn't want to disrupt because I didn't know where you were in it. I didn't want to just say, "Are you are you there?" Because if you could still hear. <laughs> so I waited. I waited. And the waiting went on for quite a bit. I thought, oh, she's really having some trouble. Come to find out that uh, I was the one who had exited the room (laughs) unceremoniously and without my own knowledge. So it was just glorious. And then because you are as you are, you kept rolling and said a whole bunch of stuff about me and then proceeded to to tell me after the fact, I said a whole bunch of stuff about you and I closed the podcast and now you won't get to hear it until we air. (laughs) So... It's probably for the best that all of the glowing, wonderful, misguided comments that you said about me were done without my ability to chime in in any way. So that now all I can do is say it's out there and God bless you, everyone. And thank you. And my goodness, it honestly, very moving, you know. I just I listened I to it the now. second it dropped, and I and as I was listening, I was like, I went from oh to what and oh, it was just all that stuff. So thank you, and I guess thank you, uh, internet service provider, for not allowing me to interject Argue into something that me, I need yeah. to hear. So thank you, and I hear it, and I now I have it on tape. <laughs> and I Roll can play the tape, it back Johnny. That's it. Anytime I need to hear it, <laughs> I am awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know that you struggle sometimes with both feeling appreciated and accomplished. And I think what you're not doing, and I'll say it to you, and still not give you the opportunity because we got a lot to to chat about today to to counter anything I have to say. I'm not asking for your opinion. I'm telling you, the proof <laughs> oh, is, you. the proof is in your life. You just don't see your life clearly because you're on to the next thing for for everyone else. So the proof is in the wild success and joys that are in your life um, and the way you deal with the lack, the uh, things that are not as successful and things that are not as joyous, they're, they're all there. So the proof's all there. And I guess I was really just trying to say is you you should feel more accomplished than you do because... You've ac- you daily accomplish a lot, and it's impressive. And I accomplish watching Netflix, which I haven't done in a very long time. That's so impressive. I don't I don't remember how I used to have all the time to watch all the shows. I used to discuss with John the latest stand up. Although I did see Seth Meyers' um, Lobby, Lobby Baby. Baby. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it was so funny. <laughs> He's so smart, and that's really that. You know, when we have trouble with comedians. It's because they're lazy. Yeah. Fair. Right? That they're yeah. they're not they're not the comedy isn't smart. It's the smart comedy that whether you agree or disagree is j- it's just great comedy. Uh, but when it's my I have a dog who's in a crate who's just screaming. I dear listener, I'm so sorry, but that's just what it is. Because I went three weeks with a trained dog. Stuart went away to Florida and there was a <gasps> doobie in the family. Room. Oh my sweet rescue fucker it's so offensive like i'm so offended <laughs> i do everything for you and then you just shit in the family room like that's so offensive. the disrespect is 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 so deep when somebody just shits on the carpet in the family room that it's it's offensive so i locked her ass up i'll let you know if you're gonna shit you're gonna do it where you sleep so have fun. Have fun with and she's shit. just screaming and i'm thinking logically that can't last forever when in reality, it can last forever. And I think she's going to do her best to prove it. Oh, so first girl. things first, catch up. How are you, Aim? I'm here. Not saying something. Woo! It is. I wrote Amy last night 
at like 10 o'clock, 10.30 as I'm, I'm about to get into bed and the dogs were outed and everything's fine. They're not gay. They just went out, came back in. Um, although they probably are because okay. we do have them because they wouldn't breed. And I thought, good for you. Um, hey, are we still on for tomorrow morning? And cricket, cricket, I heard at 4.01 this morning. Yep. 4.01? What? Yeah, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a little busy. Been a little busy here over in, uh, you know, Castle Chaos. It's nuts. This was the big, big, big dramatic performance weekend. I had two kids in the high school show. Little Little Shop of Horrors. That's what it was. Bop, shoe, bop. So, and every conceivable volunteer activity that could be done was done by me. Suddenly, Seymour. Yeah. Standing beside me. So cute. (laughs) I love that show. I had never seen it before. Had no idea what I was in for. Are you serious? Yeah. Never even, never, didn't even know the plot. There's a plant. Like, that's the plot. So, um, yeah. So I saw it opening (laughs) night and I was like, this is morbid and horrible. And wonderful. Uh, The wonderful part came later. You got to, you got to sort of. Somewhere that's green yeah <laughs> i love her cute. audrey she's very it's a cute. great you know what my kids have not seen that well forced family fun we know uh, what's coming up it is you're right definitely poor kids <laughs> so we had so everybody was here for the cast party after the fact and there are six seniors in the high school production this year and one of those six is my senior so he was there and it was sort of extra special and lots of weepy people and Ooh, it's our last one ever. Bah, 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 bah. And then the, my other high schooler is a freshman. So he was there sort of, <laughs> you know, and all their friends and it's, you, you can't have them more opposite. One is on the stage. One is in tech crew. So it was a full house. Literally. Your oldest, what role did he have? Mushnik. He's the shop owner. Oh, I know. Ex- Stop yeah, it. I know exactly yeah. who he is. And um, the funniest praise that he received He's a little Italian boy. The funniest praise that he received was consistently the same praise. It came from everyone. When did you become a 60-year-old Jew? When? When did you figure this out? (laughs) Well, we talked about this. It's a fine line between old Jew and old Italian. It's the same. You're skating the same line. I got to tell you, on, on his opening night, he crosses the stage and he sort of rises he's sitting on it's the whole thing is it's skid row so everything is dirty and gross and sad so he's sitting on an outdoor stoop and he has to sort of rise up from the steps and walk across the stage it's not a big deal he got up and he moved in such a way that i i my body hurt to watch him i was like oh oh ow oh ouch that's the old fucker like he was just moving across the thing and i had two simultaneous thoughts one was Look how excellent he is portraying an old, beaten down, sad sack of a human. And look at yourself as you walk across the stage, because clearly he's modeling his character acting after watching you get up on a Saturday morning from the fucking couch. It's just it was unbelievable. I mean, I almost hear my own bones cracking when I saw the kids shuffle across the stage. But it was effective. I'll say that. Down on Skid Row. <laughs> I love that show. Uh, you should be in it. You're fantastic. I, I can't sing for shit. Um, I just heard you sing. Thing. And it was not for shit. Oh, it was. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I oh. wish that we were closer so that mm-hmm. I, could I could have brought my you? kids. So mm-hmm. I could have brought my kids every single to every single night of that show. It was super good. Was super good. Amazing. I mean. I'll be honest, high school theater where I live is not great. There was one girl in the neighboring town who we all watched her rise, and she's, I think, on Broadway now, but she was spectacular to watch in everything she did. But, I mean, high school theater could be wicked painful. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We we don't have that. We have an ex- excellent, excellent, crazy good program, and it's crazy good all the way through. We had... Um, I believe that the plants that they have, the whole gag is that the plant keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it starts out as feeding it. It starts out with a little puppet and then it becomes a larger puppet and then it becomes a working puppet with a full size man in it in camouflage. So, um, and he happened to be, he's one of the staff at school, Mr. Calvin and everyone is, his first name is Calvin, but he's Mr. Calvin to me. But anyway, everyone adores him. So of course this is another opportunity for him to get like best uncle points ever. So he's in the stupid thing in camo. The, 
whole point that I'm trying to make here, which I have not yet made, is that the plants that they use, these these puppets, I think they rented them from some Broadway company. So they're crazy legit. I'll I'll share a photo or two in the show notes because it's, I mean, the set, my 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 num- my number two son built the set and it's a working turntable. So all of the props and and furniture and the humans are on a gigantic record player like turntable that six guys in the back spin when it's time and it's just a three part like a peace sign a three part you spin it around there's the next set you spin it around again that's awesome you got two turntables and a microphone what where it's at that's amazing i see your first son as the one who designed the turntable (laughs) your second son as the thing too beth Uh, no actually it was it was uh you know, number two is all tech all the time. That was, and he was responsible for this piece and that piece. And I could talk to you for a long time about the tech and it's, it's, yeah, they, well, they combine it. It's, it becomes not only the after school activity it for tech crew, it's a class. So they're teaching them woodworking and and design and set dressing, all the shit. That's amazing. Yeah. it's, It's a big deal. It's good. Um, around here this week, we had a new Chick fil A open. What? So Panera does this too. At Chick-fil-A, when they are opening a new store, if you camp out the night before, the first 100 people get free Chick-fil-A for a year. A what? Oh, I was all ready to poo-poo this. A year is a long time. And Chick-fil-A is very expensive. Very expensive. So they don't mean every day for a year. They mean one a week. A meal a week for a year, which is 52 meals, which is a sandwich, a waffle fry, and a medium drink. I mean, if you read the fine print, that's what it says. I did read the fine print because I'm in an area where I don't think 100 people are going to camp out. I just don't. I don't think there are 100 people in this neighborhood, in this community that are going to say, I'm going to sit outside a fast food restaurant. I don't care if it's Chick-fil-A. And I'm going to get a free, I think people would rather pay here than do that. (laughs) And I think that is fucking obnoxious. And I thought, and my son thought, I want to do that. And then it got cold. (laughs) He's like, So we went home. Yeah. Did you do it? My parents buy me chocolate. We did not do it. Uh, But I was wondering if there is a store or a restaurant that you would camp outside of overnight for be to be one of those first 100 people to get a year supply of yeah there's probably one or two but honestly i'm the kind of person that if there was a big enough gag in it i might camp out in front of a cvs to get like chiclets i mean you know what i'm saying I, i would probably do it anyway there are good restaurants and things down here i probably would have done it for the chick fil a and i guarantee you number two oh yeah i know you're number two would have done oh my lord that he lives and dies for Chick Fil A. He would, but absolutely not just that. He lives and dies for the game, for the yeah. camaraderie. They were playing football in the parking lot. There, I mean, they had a real. People were dancing and playing music. They had a they had a thing going on. I think they. It's a thing. I think Chick Fil A. I think Chick Fil A supplied hot cocoa for them to keep them warm, because I'm Aww. a little further north than you, and it, it got cold that night. Actually, it got like below freezing for for a spell which is gross it's just gross it's turned on us here it's no longer native american summer i don't know what you're supposed to call it what's that what's the it's new gonna phrase? stay it's gonna stay indian summer until the weather people sort it out it's not that's how it is it's it's indian summer it's indian corn we hit it's not native american corn it's not fucking maize corn we're not no it, you know what full respect indigenous people's corn not doing it <laughs> Full respect, full respect. Indian summer. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not nice here anymore. I don't. I don't we, approve. Mm-hmm, we sent some up your way while I was here manning the drama ship for two of the four days because it's a Thursday through Sunday show. So Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday matinee. Husband and number one were Gonzo, the giant traveling lacrosse league that is our life, was all over the place. I think this weekend was Raleigh and Atlanta and also Columbia, Maryland. So 8 a.m. Yeah, I saw games. frost. Frost a, on the outside. He posted a picture yeah. where there was a frost and I thought, 
Really? In North Carolina, you have a frost right now? No, that's not where he was. Wee! No, Melissa. No, that's not where he was. What is your weather right now? It's cool. It's brisk. It's, uh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. In the middle of the week last week, it had been, you know, very high 70s, very, you know, got down to like in the 60s and people are starting to say, ooh, that's sweater weather. And I'm like, no, 60s is summer. Jackass. Right. <laughs> Nighttime, but still summer. 60s is, is you know, a, a warm evening at the Cape. You know, it's please. So it got down on the weather report. It was going to be 42 degrees. 42 degrees. <sighs> and, oh, I swear to you. Did they stroke out? Yes. The weatherman was like. Um, Parka. Yeah. He's like, winter is officially here. It's 42 degrees. You know, grab your coats. It's going to be this and this and this. What? I think he said, get a parka. I think he actually said parka on the thing, because that's another weird thing we have down here. They call things all the wrong names. A little knit cap. You know about a knit cap to put on your head? Yeah. Here, they call that a toboggan. No, no, no. A toboggan is that thing you sit in. It's sled with a curve. Yes. At the North Pole. Yes. Right. Yes. No. That's (laughs) With the toys. That's a toboggan. That's a toboggan. And no, I, it's not, actually. I, I, I don't know how to help people. It's like they're, you know, they walk up to you with a horse and they say, meet my duck. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, do you correct them? Every fucking time. It's on the news. The idiot weather people will say, so get your toboggan. And they don't mean a sled. And they're like holding the dent cap. Toboggan, sled with the curved front with the presents that hold yes. the presents when you yes. go down in the Exhibit snow. A, the fucking Oxford Dictionary. Figure it out. I mean, it's not, this isn't a class thing. This is fucking reality of the word. Well, I don't get it. I do feel like our society is like that anyway. Somebody yeah. will show you something white and tell you it's black. And I mean, it's just, it is what it is right now. Your job is to be an informed human that knows better and gets to mock everyone else on the side. And maybe to their face. I don't know if you're going to be that picky about it. This change in weather uh, really sinks in the whole, it's going to be Thanksgiving soon. We are two weeks away from Thanksgiving break for the children, for us, for, I don't know, it's it's nostalgia. Do you have amazing memories from Thanksgiving past? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving's kind of a big one. We We love it. Works out really well. So this year, as every year... Uh, we're all of us getting in the car, heading north. We go to my parents' house. And when I was a widow girl, my sister and I would be removed from school so that we could go to my dad's mom's house, my grandmother's house. And we would help her prepare the meal for the whole family that came to her house. And we did that for, I don't know, for as long as I've been alive, we did it. When I was too young to do anything, they would give me a little wash rag and she'd say, go wipe as high as you can reach. And so I would just go clean walls. I mean, they just basically keep That's you busy. That's adorable. So, did you start that the day before? Did you, is This was always, di- this was 100% Wednesday. They would take yep. us out of school because back in the day, you didn't get Wednesday off school now. Uh, now my kids have it off. I don't know what your fan, uh, they do. Okay, so yeah, so they would pull us from school and we would work all day, and then the next day we would get there early and kind of help prep and put things out. But we had also sixty people coming. It's Italian families, a lot of people. So, and my grandmother has passed away. We miss you. So she's gone. My now we have it at my mom's house, and it's just the fifteen of us. It's not not a big one, but we still go up. And my boys come and, you know. Wash they, the walls. Well, they can reach all the way to the fucking top because they're six footers. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, get the broom, get the whatever, make yourself useful, go blow the leaves outside. You know, there's a lot of created work for them because there's nothing. The house is fucking clean. There's nothing to do. But the food, you know, lift the turkey so my mom doesn't have to lift an 80 million pound turkey. And right, we get up early. You. Yeah. So we thir- so Wednesday, we like set the table and we do all the stuff and then. Thursday we get up and do all the cooking and it's nice. It's it feels like it's very odd. It feels like we get to host and yet we don't have to host. <laughs> it's like but it's like going back in time. Yeah, yeah. It's really setting you back in time and I found this article that said um seven things that made Thanksgiving in the 80s the best. So, number 1, there were no cell phones. Oh, yeah. Immediately, cell phones take you out of the moment, right? Immediately, cell phones, be it children who are on them or adults who are doing work, or they just take you out of that, that throwback, that being together as a family. Well, number two, 
No one counted carbs in the 80s. It wasn't a, <laughs> oh, I, I can't eat that or, or pass another roll or those freaking biscuits that came in the pouch that you just had to, what are those, crescent rolls or, or the... Crescent rolls, canned biscuits. I've got to do the... Canned this, biscuits. I've got to do the aside for the crescent rolls every year. It's another argument. My mother never buys enough butter and never buys enough crescent rolls. And because every year she has it in her head that she's bought more than could ever be consumed. And I'm like, yeah, you need to triple that shit. I, one of my children will eat an entire can of those fucking crescent rolls. I'm sorry. It's their day. I'm not fighting anybody. Buy another, you know, that, whatever they come in, a pallet of crescent rolls and cook them because <laughs> that's what we're having. And just keep, just get individual baskets. You know, the table basket of, of bread. Get, get Everybody six gets of their those. Own. Yeah, yeah. It's great. All right. Yeah, I don't think you can ever have enough crescent rolls. And I it's was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, do in your family, do they make them or is it just my family that did crescent rolls because they're so easy? Like, do you bake? Was it we, a baking holiday? I am. I have been grinning from ear to ear when you brought this list and said, oh my gosh, let's talk about it from the 80s because I'm kind of counting on, I don't know what's on the list. I'm kind of counting on everything from the 80s. We still do exactly that way because we don't, we don't, that's the tradition. This is how it was. My poor husband, God bless him, has been trying for 19 years to convince my mother to brine the turkey because that's the new way to do it and it's super flavorful Ew. and it's great. She's <laughs> like, I'm not, no, that's not, that's not how we do it. You can do it some other time. Nope. She's very flexible in other ways. Thanksgiving, uh, fuck you. It's coming out the way it was last time because that's, you know, you're sort of preserving the memory for everybody too. You should send your husband up here because Stuart would like to deep fry his turkeys. Oh, we went through those that phase too. Never, yeah, but your mom ever... would never do that. No, no, nope, nope. We went so far as somebody, I think my uh, my sister's husband was going to like bring over one so we could do a fried turkey just to see in addition. In addition. Uh, no, right. I don't. My dad one year foolishly tried to introduce crab bisque as one of the app. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, and we were going to have like a cape. Thanks. Nope. Shut down hard. Yeah. Wow. It smoke and flames when well, her own down. husband tried to Nope. Nobody's getting in. Nope. All Mm-mm. right. That's All it. All right. <laughs> Respect. You have something that works that that you want to share with your family every year till the day you die, and you're not gonna let anyone in to to alter that. Um, number three, the meal prep lasted all day. That still goes. It was a full day's activity from start to finish. Every aspect of the day was thought about. And you even said the day before, like from the day of of cleaning the house and getting ready for number four, it's a, it's a two to three day event. Yeah. Still. We go away. You're terrible. I know. We don't even, we're not even here. So yeah, for us, it's a two to three day event also, but we're not even here for Thanksgiving anymore. Stuart's family gets together. My my parents moved to Florida. This year, we're actually flying to Florida and we're flying my brother's kids to Florida and we're going to spend, not with my brother or sister-in-law, but we're going to spend Thanksgiving with my parents because they're going to come to our side of the state. I think I told you this. And my nieces, right? Remember the book that Stuart made? Right. So we're going to do all of that. And still, Thanksgiving is going to be at a restaurant (laughs) on the water. This would make your mother fucking crazy. On the water. I bet you there will be crab bisque. I bet you there will be crab bisque. Why even have it? Why give thanks at all? She might say... (laughs) Is that what she would say? No, but it, not in the slightest. But it's that's the that's the subtext no, that's of whatever what my might come would say, out, right? So, that's what my yeah. mom would say. Why even bother? Oh, it's it's too much, Melissa. It's the too food. Much. You said you're frozen in the '80s. The food. My mother used to make that green bean casserole. Oof. With mm. the cream of mushroom soup. Uh, no. I think she even used canned green beans. Oh God, mother of hell. No. Canned. Cream of mushroom soup, and then those onions, those dirky, what, what were they called? They're those French's. French's French fried onions. onions. Yeah, yeah, right on top, which my husband loves. He should love them because they are trash food that is delicious. He lo- The whole dish. He loves that no, dish. No, you, you shouldn't have to eat the green vomit just to get the fried onions. Well, I once asked her, can we use fresh green beans for this? And she looked at me like, why would I do that? Right. 
<laughs> because they're actually green. Oh, <laughs> they're God. actually it's fresh. Like, it's like old. Well, I had to do that with the cast party. I wanted to, the the show you were talking about, Little Shop of Horrors. It's very cheesy. And I was trying to come up with a theme. And I was like, okay, that's the theme. It's going to be very uh, puns. So I got a ham because they're such, and I got cheese balls. It was all nonsense, right? Because they're so cheesy, cheesy. Nobody sells a ham anymore. This is coming back to the Thanksgiving. Honey I had baked. to go, I, no, I had to go to a proper ham that hasn't already been pre-sliced and pre-cooked and blah, blah. I just want a ham that I'm going to cook myself. I had to go to four stores and you always have to go to the crackiest stores to get the stuff that you want. Uh, this is going to sound gross, but whenever I have to buy lard, there's only one store that sells it. It's the same one that sells the ham. It's the same one that sold the gummy worms to make the dirt for the flower pots that I made for everybody for the stupid That's show. That's adorable. What are the, What's the other thing that um, there's there's things that you can't. It was a Thanksgiving one that they don't make anymore. Anyway, it was the ham. I can't. It's so hard to even find this stuff anymore to keep it rolling. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Margarine. When there's old fashioned recipes and they always <laughs> want you to use margarine, that's canned green beans time. And the funny thing is, if you make it with butter, the shit doesn't work. You got to like, or this this recipe that you've been having your whole life. If you substitute something for the oleo, magically it doesn't work anymore. So. If you like that weird green bean sadness, I, I don't think that you it's, – it's so completely not actual green beans. I think it's like green bean adjacent. So to put the fresh green so, beans in it is a totally different thing. You're eating nostalgia is what you're eating. You're not eating food yes. per se. You're eating nostalgia. Right. It's what I remember it to be. And my mother – this used to make my brothers crazy, the whole family. I'm making this for Stuart, my husband. <laughs> What the fuck about us? So we, we've him. eaten it for years. We love it, but she, I'm so tired. I'm really am tired of him. I, I'm right there with I you and your Stuart family. I know loves this. <laughs> I know Stuart loves it. I'm making it fuck for him. The PR uh, campaign that he has working for him. I don't even know. Like he already, you don't have to sell it, Ma. He married me. <laughs> we tricked him. It's over. <laughs> we win. We win. You can stop now. We win. He doesn't get a special fucking dish. That's it. What about that like jello moldy ambrosia stuff? Oh God, stuff? nobody ever has to. Do you have do you have that in your house? Thank no, God. No, we're Jews. We don't make we don't make you things don't like that. concoct food. It was No, we don't put things suspended food inside in another food and, and then make it somehow no. pink and wobbly. Yay. You can see previous episodes of this podcast to hear about all other jello mold issues. Uh Probably two years ago, we talked about it ad nauseum. I don't remember the Jello mold. I've listened to every, I'm a devoted listener. I've listened to a lot of them more than once, but I do remember a lengthy green bean casserole commentary. What, um, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? I will say, um, I would say turkey, but I'll say the thing that I am reviled for loving. My husband can't really even get through the meal sitting next to me because this is how I do it on the plate. It's a combination. I take the mashed potatoes and the corn and the gravy. I make a little scoop out of the mashed potatoes, big dollop of mashed potatoes, hollow it out with the spoon in the center, fill that with corn, cover it all with gravy, eat it all at once. And it makes him sick to his stomach. So you get a hint of the sweet in that salt. Uh, What's, I mean, that's genius. It's Thanksgiving in a bite. It's delicious and he can't handle it. You know, every once in a while, hers potato chip factory requests a um they're local here you can get a tour of the factory i'm sure you've done it a I have, times and i love it yeah um they request ideas for potato chip flavors oh, no. because they've come out with some really stupid ketchup ones and was one of my particularly stupidest ones ketchup potato chips some people like those i i, fi- I found in uh in england they liked those but I know they eat, they, they eat fish in a bag. I mean, what do you want to say? Come on. And that's the yes. delicacy, right? Stop. Mm. An intestine bag. Yeah. So I think that that would be a really good potato chip flavor. Corn with corn oh, and potato gravy. and gravy. That would be a really good. It's already got the potato in there. So the corn and gravy on it would be fantastic. I agree. I tend to go for, I'm not a turkey eater. I know it's it's blasphemous and at a holiday that's centered around a, a bird who I've always for whom I've always felt sorry. <laughs> I I'm not a fan, really. I like sides. I like the sides. I make a slamming noodle pudding mm. and it is called Kugel in, in the Jewiest terms. Oh. And it's it's outstanding. So 
That's probably something I make, which is shocking, is one of my favorite foods, but a really good stuffing. I don't know, man. Stuffing's a a genius. You're taking bread in another form. Bread's really the way to go no matter what the meal. The crescent rolls and the bread. Could you put the stuffing on the rolls? And oh, biscuits? hell yes. That's, that's We've got a restaurant. You've got a restaurant native to you that does that. And now they've gone national. It's called the Bobby. They do a turkey sandwich from like a deli. A turkey sandwich they'll sell to you all year long with fresh pulled turkey. And they put stuffing and cranberry sauce on the sandwich. So good. It's so good. Yeah. Every once in a while, you forget about it until you have company. And then you're like, hey, let's get... Cap, it's called Capriati's. They do not pay us for an ad, but maybe one day they will. We should pay them. They're so good. Let me tell you about stuffing. My mom, she's got a hard act to follow. My grandmother, world's best cook, Italian grandmother. You already got the picture. I don't even have to say anything else. My mother is 100% Irish. My dad, 100% Italian. So here she is, sends her daughters off to do the cooking with the husband's wife, the whole thing, right? So it finally comes around. Thanksgiving is in her home, at her house. We're doing it. And I will tell you, her stuffing would knock my grandmother down the street. It is so much. It is beyond better. It is spectacular. She puts sausage in it and all this crazy stuff in it. And it's Oh, it, you cannot get a better stuffing than this. It's fan fucking tastic. So shout out. That is that would be my number one if it wasn't for my devoted love to the corn concoction, corn and potatoes. <laughs> the concoction you make that offends your husband. Yes. Water chestnuts are they in anything? Like Not stuffing? On Thanksgiving? I think they're in China. That you can. It's a good crunch, but no, not in not in her. It's a good texture one. adder, right? Okay, yes. so no, I don't know where I I don't know where I got that from. Um, I just love stuffing. It's it's a rare stuffing that I'm like, uh, uh, ew, what's this? And the whole debate. Jessica last year had her mother in law, who now resides in her home, um, for yeah for Thanksgiving, and she took when she left because in those days she left. She doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> she took all the stuffing that was inside the turkey and left the other stuffing. So she took all the wet, good, just joyful stuffing. Stuffing. And I was so offended for her because stuffing to me is almost like a religion because it's when done right, it's just joy. It's just such joy. All right. What and else? It's a, pain in, was- it's a pain in the ass to make it too. So that really was a party foul on her part. So number six. Of the seven things from the 80s is that we didn't do any of the work. Like you might have rubbed a wall, but all of the scraping and all of the prep and all of the marinating and and, and timing and timing is my least favorite part of preparing a meal. If you're in my house, you could eat three sides and an hour later, the meat's ready. <laughs> like there's no, there's no timing for me. I, I suck at that. But we didn't really do most of the work. We just got to really enjoy the people who were there, who didn't have cell phones, who weren't distracted, who could hang out with you. And it was mandatory time when the oldest of cousins had to spend time with the youngest of cousins. Because again, you don't have a cell phone. You're not calling your girlfriend saying, yeah, I'll be right there. Or Uber. And number seven, the last one was stores were closed. Everything was closed. Yes. Thanksgiving was just your family or extended family, friends, whatever. If you hated your family and couldn't stand that, you you still had nowhere else to go. It was just very people-y. And as someone who doesn't really enjoy – then it didn't bother me as much. But as somebody who doesn't really love – the very large get-togethers, it just, I mean, it was it was what it was. You were only stuck with these people. They were your family. They knew you or didn't. Um, but it's it, it was two days of just those people. And that led to Black Friday, which wasn't what it is now. It was a scaled-down consumer day, but it was hours. They were in hours. It didn't start on Thanksgiving 24-hour store. It was crazy. It wasn't even called Black Friday. It was something that retail people called it because the shops were just naturally busier. People were home. They're, you know, in a little bit of a food coma. They're walking around. They're looking for something to do. Hey, let's, well, let's go get, pick up this task. Let's go, you know, knock something off the to-do list or let's shop for fun. Let's do all the things. And it just grew and grew and grew until the marketers and everybody else 
ran with it and turned it into a festival of consumerism, which sort of, to be fair, sickens me that the that as a culture, we're okay with taking the one holiday focused on gratitude and a celebration of what you have and immediately co-opting that with buy something else to the point where I'm getting in my email inbox last week, I'm getting early, you know, Black Black Friday Friday preview and early Black Monday and all this other nonsense and cyber this and doobie dude. Stop. Fucking stop. It's like when the holidays collapse on themselves. I get that people want to get the jump on things to a point. I don't need Christmas decorations in the South, in the stores, (laughs) in October when it's 80 degrees outside. Don't need it. I don't need it. Stop. I'm not buying it. You threw in in the South. That's something I just really never considered until we spent Thanksgiving last year in South Carolina. Um, yeah. How do you have Christmas when there's no fucking chance of snow? Like there's... It, there's two kinds. Well, there's two kinds, basically. So you've got the traditionalists who are trying to make it happen. Stop trying to make fetch a thing. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna happen. So they put the white dangling icicle lights like on their, you know, Spanish tile roof. It's like, no, there's no. Why are you doing this? They'll put yeah. up the big, you know, Fraser fir, greeny green lit tree in the on the front porch, you know, and then come out in their flip flops to you know plug it in in the middle of the night. It's just you don't need to do this. So that's so crazy. It's a little weird, and it's it can go from. We're just doing it because that's how we do it all the way through. Let's almost make a joke of it. It's almost campy that it's so ridiculous, right? Uh, and people do like palm trees and they'll light the palm trees and this sort of a thing. Like they'll buy a buy an artificial palm tree and light that. Like how ridiculous. Yeah, but they do that in Florida too. Yeah, so we there's, see that all so the there's time. that side. And then you have the classy people who I really like and they, they sort of seasonally appropriate what they need to do. Uh, not seasonally, um, regionally appropriate it. So if, you've, if you're kind of a coastal place, then you have everything in kind of not traditional Christmassy colors, but it's more like sand colors and maybe a light blue or something. And it's a little frosty looking. So it's, it's Christmas esque, but it's done their way. You know, if, if they eat crab bisque because they got fucking crabs down here, you know, it's whatever it's going to be. So I love that. And we haven't been able to find a happy medium. My husband is, is kind of a Jew when it comes to Christmas. It's really hard. He, he doesn't want to decorate anything. Well, we travel. We're, we're gone. We go and see family, 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 family. And we participate in putting up the decorations there. And in many cases, helping to take them down before we leave. So it's, we show up and we're the guest and the work crew all at once. And it's, it's great. So his point of view is, why do I want to do that twice? Why do I want to decorate my own house, leave, not enjoy it? And he, he got me for a couple of years with this false line. It's a fire hazard. We can't put the stuff up because we're not home. It's a fire. Why would we do that? So, and he only talks like that when he's an imbecile. So, <laughs> so I should have known that's right away. Right. <laughs> so then it became all right. We're putting it up, damn it! And I'm going to do it until I have a stroke. Or now the, the largest of the children is tall enough, as tall as daddy, so you can get on the damn ladder. It never works. And the thing, and just to keep rambling on this, it's really a shame because the little pocket where I live is recognized nationally as having a hyper local decorating tradition, which we don't participate in. And it it makes me want to cry every single year. Somebody here invented, gotta love it. It's a ball. You take a chicken wire and fashion it into a circle, you know, probably twice the size of a basketball, pretty big wrap that whole thing with lights and they devised a way where you can kind of shot put it into the tippity tippity top of very tall trees of which we have many. And one house did maybe a dozen of these. So they have these lighted giant ornament looking balls hanging really high in the trees. That was fun. Then the next year, a couple of their neighbors did it cut to an entire neighborhood does it. And now they have a charity event called the running of the balls. And it's a 5k and you run through the neighborhood at night with cocoa and bands are there and it's this whole giant thing and it does good i'm gonna need you to take a picture of we, those we have balls. video i'll give you there somebody did a drone video so i'll put that out there it's great and it's nothing like being in person but we have we are surrounded by trees exhibit a my internet goes down quite a lot we are surrounded by trees here they're massive and not one of my little fucks will put this stuff up 
I even made the chicken wire balls, cut my hands to shit, the whole thing for years. And they sit in the garage and every year, at one point I just rolled them onto the lawn. That's how sad it was. I was like, they're going out, they're going out. And then the next year, a husband bought me a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, the stick with the thing. And so we have a blue blanket. So we put the Charlie Brown Christmas tree out on the lawn too. Because it's everything's bright green. So we have this dumb little tree and we wrap him with a blanket and the one light. It's very cute. Um, does he also spend his days saying bah humbug? No. He's he's got a wonderful spirit, but he will not garden or participate in gardening. He'll eat all the fruits of the garden. He'll admire someone else's garden, will not plant, will not weed. He's gone so far as he will rip out gardens that have been planted at our homes. <gasps> no. Yeah. He ripped out the plants and gave them to a neighbor so that we would not have to weed. What is wrong with you? I don't know. He's kind of me, but a boy. <laughs> Oh, I relate a little lucky. too well to your No, spouse. you're right. That's, that's, uh-oh. I know. I got some thinking to do. You do. And that's part of the bad advice question that we got this, this time around. Um, a listener wrote in to ask about micro cheating. What is this? Yeah. What is this? Uh, so I did a little look up on micro cheating and it turns out if your spouse is Sending text messages with a female coworker is it's really all centered around the phone, right? Mm-hmm. It's the it's the or even I went to and and sat with Tina at the bar and we were talking about and as before I waited for you, kind of all these things that are around women that seem like no big deal, but they're always laughing and flirty and that's that's considered micro cheating now. Didn't we just call this emotional engagement or some kind of a thing? Like whenever you weren't having a physical, you were having an emotional affair. Wasn't that? Yes. That's yeah. now it's micro cheating because that's now that's actually that sounds better. But correct. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm it's, hung up on the term. It's all because of this. Your cell phone. It's all because everything's so easy to throw a a tiny flirty engagement of some sort to which there's, there's no next step unless you're a fucking cheater and you take it to the next step. But it's, it's um, super simple to pay a compliment without the same way people don't really engage speaking so much anymore. The kid, I'm going to say the kids these days. Oh my God. Oh, everybody sit down. It's the nostalgia episode. You could walk across the stage like number one. (laughs) <laughs> with my cane. You know, kids these days, we force our kids to have face-to-face, eye-to-eye conversations with relatives and people. We go out to dinner with another family. They have to ask five questions of the grown-ups at the table. Maybe mm. one of them could be a follow-up, but it's always eye contact, shake hands when you meet, and there there are things you have to do. My son would love to have friends over to, to chat and hang out and light a little fire on the deck or whatever. But they all have their phones and they're incapable of engaging in conversations. And I do think it's an entire generation's worth of youth, people. I'm trying two youths. Youths? What's a ute? Um, I just think it's I think it's the youths that can't can, that can't have conversations. Maybe because it's easy to throw an eggplant emoji out there, maybe because it's easy to, they don't even say okay, it's just K or KK, by the way. What's which KK? Is, okay, but it's still two letters. And if you're going to say KK, couldn't you have just said okay? Um, I think stupid. we are coming upon, it is. I think we are going to come up to another episode of Brilliant Observations where we deal with new slang because I'm hearing some things and oh, I'm not God, understanding most of them. So I'm going to do some research into, into some more slang. I might even recruit my, my youths to help me out. I've got a because- perfect, I'll save it because I've got the world's perfect slang that I, I'm, I'm classic. This will be a great episode. Tune in, friends, for this future content. You'll love it. I got to get back to this micro cheating thing because I don't Dude. know what's worse. I don't know if... You're supposed to be upset that somebody is having any kind of a connection with someone else, or if you're not upset about it. Like, I don't, there, it, it just seems like it's a very weird thing because having relationships with other people that are healthy involves a level of intimacy. So you can have a wonderful, 
deep relationship with somebody about a topic or a common area of interest and doesn't have to be sexual. And that alone can be threatening to somebody if the relationship's not cool. So are you only talking about in the micro cheating sphere? Are we talking about somebody who is eggplant emojiing? Because that's just kind of like cheating, but you know, not yet. That's, that's, there's no micro about it. That's a, that's an overt, right, sexual attempt. So the articles I read um, talked about, you know, your man comes home. I, I don't know. They, they seem like teen mags, but they weren't because they're online sources, which means they're absolutely true and they have total validity. I agree. Um, your, your man comes home and tells you about what only women were doing or saying at work. They never, they don't have male friends. They're texting like they're, like they're in a rom-com just being super cutesy on via text. Um, all the examples really seemed phone based and 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 flirty, just really wildly flirty phone based activities, and that they considered micro cheating. Is it micro cheating because there's no penetration? Is that what we're saying? I don't know. I, I and that's the other thing. It's like if you're a flirty person, what's the what's the phone? What's the difference? You're going to be flirting in person. You're gonna you're always going to be flirting. Always be closing. Always be flirting. You're always, always going to be, be closing. You're always right. going to be flirting. So the person you're with kind of figured that shit out already. So it's I'm wondering where the line is. That's that's my, I guess my issue. So for it to be micro cheating instead of just you know nothing at all. What, what which one where is, is the it? Be- is it the behavior that got you in the first place that you're now afraid is going to get someone else? Is it yeah? I I dear listener. We only have bad advice for this one. Um, micro-cheating is both, A, a ridiculous concept. I agree, and, yeah. And B, I guess a problem only if you don't trust the human with whom you're in a relationship. No? Yeah, I'm going to go with um, we endorse micro-cheating because it is super stupid. Well, if we're going to do bad advice, let's just, we're all the fuck in. Micro-cheat, gang. You know what it means? That's called connecting with another human. You might need your phone. I mean, it's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. If you're worried about someone cheating on you, or even the even the whole idea of cheating on you, it's what you're, what even the concept of micro-cheating is about, is this, it feels really fear, fear-based. Yeah, it's like if you're if you're wondering why is it that this situation is happening in my relationship? Why is it that there's no milk in the refrigerator? I don't know. Maybe ask somebody, did you drink all the milk? You know, maybe have, you know, there's other ways to get to the bottom of this instead of labeling it sneaking around because it's reverse sneaking. So I'm worried, according to this article in Psychology Today that you read, <laughs> so... I'm worried now that somebody is sneaking around on me. So my solution is to double sneak. I'm going to go around and look at the phone and try to deduce from these context clues that, hmm, Bob's only talking to women at work. I wonder, does he work at an all-women's agency? Like, it's just the stupidest thing. Talk to Bob. Go have dinner with Bob. Dear listener, if a behavior that your partner, spouse, whatever is doing makes you uncomfortable... Talk to your fucking partner yes. or spouse and say, the behavior you're doing makes me uncomfortable. Is this something that is really mandatory for you and, and rewards you in such a way that A, I cannot, and B, you don't give a fuck That's that right. it makes me uncomfortable? There's your bad I don't like advice, it. fucker. That's right. <laughs> fuck you. Communicate. That's the bad advice. Figure it out, stupids. <laughs> yes. Um, reward yourself. Oh, I still have to learn this. I don't know how to do that. Oh, is there not enough cake in your life? Is that what you're saying? I am either on continuous reward, but it's sort of disconnected from the task. I'm I'm all about where's mine? Yes, there's no problem with that. But it's it's I've got a friend who pointed this out to me and listening to you last week, it's all tied up in the same thing. There's never an end point for me. The all of the effort, 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 effort doesn't come with a reward finally. The effort, effort, effort comes with Oh, look at that. Now we're at, you were on the top of Mount Effort. And look, there's another summit up ahead. It just doesn't, there's no reward for getting anywhere. Rewards come and go, but they're not connected to the task. So for me, so I've got to, I'm going to figure out that. I have lots of gold stars. They don't come at the end of the 
thing. I understand what you're saying. So the question is, do you set opportunities for reward for yourself? You're, I, I mean, because you've already made it clear that the reward is not in the activity because I'm telling you it is, but you don't listen to me like everybody else in my life. That's right. You're not taking, you're not taking my advice. You've got a um, whole show about it, I think. Um, of my of our observations yeah um so since you're not going to accept the fact that the reward is intrinsically in the fact that your kids are fucking awesome everybody's everywhere on time you cut fruit in shapes before skewering them what you're lucky i have a knife in my house let's start there there is no reward in that so do you need to once a month schedule a massage for yourself or a pedicure do you need to take opportunities. For me, in my house, I don't even need to buy cookies anymore. They come to me. My my greatest joy in life is uh, cookies. <laughs> so I think, I mean, Stuart just went away for four days and I said, something's going to go very wrong, right? I said, something's going to go very, very wrong. It always does when you go away. But now at least my kids are home and I'm not alone in figuring out now I have an extra dog and I have, you know, the kids are here. I think Ethan's having a reaction to a medicine that he's on. So his hand started to hive up or break out or, or textury, something went on. And I'm like, yo, it would be really good to be married to a doctor right now. Thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. But when he came home from his four days away, he stopped, had stopped at Perkins, who happens to make my favoritest cookies in the world. And he brought me home chocolate chip cookies. I didn't earn those. I didn't like you things. No, you've right. You fucking earned it. Let's just call that the way it needs to be. So I got cookies. I don't even need to buy them anymore. They come to me. And cake, baked goods are are my mecca. Baked goods are my happy place. They are they are my everything. Because you have Bakery Boy, yeah. And I don't even need to count on Bakery Boy because they just show up. So are you saying you don't get cookies or cake or not in the slightest? Uh, what I am I am overloaded with opportunities for joy, with fantastic rewards, with gratitude. It, it all comes flowing to me. It's not a, it's not about that. What is unusual is that it only occurred to me in the past, you know, 2 to 3 months by a handful of friends um that I don't actually reward myself for anything that I do. And I don't even, I don't even see the need for reward in any, in, in, I just don't like, I, I, I had, I had done something was kind of a big deal and mentioned it to this friend. Who's the one that inadvertently first pointed it out. And she goes, great. So, so how are you going to celebrate? And I was like, huh? Like, what do you mean? I've got what, what there's a celebration. What do you mean? And I felt that way about our anniversary. They're like, wow, 20 years, you should celebrate. I'm like, <laughs> For existing in the same space as yeah. another human. Yes. I think I'm going to get him AirPods. Here's a, speci- here's a special <laughs> meal that I've made for you at Thanksgiving, Stuart. Happy anniversary. So there's a study that says having an attitude of gratitude changes the molecular structure of your brain. Yeah. It, keeps, it keeps gray matter functioning and makes us healthier and happier. And when you feel happiness, your central nervous system is affected and you're more peaceful, less reactive that's for me that part less reactive and less resistant to things uh all right back to my hundred gratefuls a day i mean if i'm going to change the molecular structure of my brain to make myself less reactive to and i assume that doesn't mean there's a ball coming towards your face catch it i assume (laughs) it means I can't get a fucking hot shower because everybody needs to shower at the same time and I'm going to cut a bitch. That's right. I, I mean, that kind of reactive and and resistant to I want to try new things. So I, I'm going to keep up my gratefuls because I think that all of those things I think are necessary in my life. It's 100% true. And I think that you already experience it. And it's kind of like this revelation that's not really all that revelatory that I'm talking about. It's just, yeah. I've already lived it. I already know it. But to hear somebody say it, it's like, oh, that's yeah. been a silent pattern in my life that I now can see fully. And it's never going to be invisible again. So no, but you're a grateful yes. fucking person. So to just amplify it and to make it a practice and a habit, I love it. And I agree. You can you can feel the lightness and the changes you can feel it physically. It's not just this this 
you know, all of the cells in your body change every seven right. years. And that's why right. you like broccoli now. You know, that's... <laughs> I've always hated broccoli, but I guess it has been seven Wait years. five years. Yeah. Since I gave up the limas. <laughs> Do you know who's not feeling grateful right now? No. Who? Not at all. T.I.'s daughter. Do you know what's going on with T.I.? No. He takes his 18-year-old daughter to the gynecologist every year for a virginity oh, test. Oh, I do know about this. What are your thoughts on that, Amy? Uh, I don't know who T.I. <laughs> is, but he better He's a run. Rapper. He better run the fuck from me. Let's He's catch our let's catch our listener up to speed, shall we? You you paint the picture cuz I jumped right in. So T.I. is a rapper who from the South. I think he's from Atlanta. Remember we we had that whole thing about Southern rap and we're like, what the fuck is Southern rap? T.I. comes from the roots of uh, Southern rap. And he, somebody asked him, he was on a pod, it all started on a podcast, strangely. As they this all podcast, do. Ladies like us, they were interviewing him and they said, you know, have you had a conversation with your daughter? Let's keep in mind his daughter's 18 and graduated high school. She's in her first year of college now. Have you talked to your daughter about, you know, sex? And and he's like, have I talked to her? Yeah, every year or yearly for her yearly visit for, I guess, last couple of years, he puts like a sticky pad on her door and says, it's time. He goes with her to the gynecologist. He makes her sign a release form that says it's okay for him to uh, be told any information because she's now, she's now an adult. She's 18, man. She doesn't have to... I'm sure she has a car. Her dad's a rapper. So she goes with him. He goes with her and signs the consent that the doctor can share with him that her hymen is still intact. It is a hymen check. It is, besides being unreliable, because sex is not the only way to, my favorite rapper, bust a hymen. Um, (laughs) It's not the only way to lose that that intact hymen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you like that? Bust That's diamond. fantastic. Um, that has thanks, to be guys. real. I'll be here all week. Try the veal. Um, it is invasive. It is sexist. I think it's abusive. Like it's, are you fucking kidding There me? is no one can support or endorse this. Not a single person. And for anyone who even for a second thinks that they can, all you need to do is substitute any other body part for a daddy and any other human, a child, a spouse, a cousin. It's not your business. Let's say you've got a toe. That's, I mean, the the least offensive thing that you can think of, right? A toe. You now are going to demand that you're going to attend a doctor visit with this other person to keep tabs on that toe because it's somehow your business to take care of what's going on inside the body of someone else. It's just set aside the fact that it is sickening, this fascination with her sexual activity is sickening it's sickening and sickening i get for a father it's just gross i don't have teenage girls i have teenage boys there's sexual activity going on and i i can fundamentally understand that there's differences between the two i get it i get that there are men i do and there are women i learned this on a podcast earlier (laughs) from our great good friend john buchanan's i was going to say his his, jamingo i was going to say jamingo and then i the jamingo blotted it out yeah. So I get that you want to have different rules for girls than you do for boys. But at the end of the day, when they're adults, there really shouldn't be different rules for, for women and for men sexually. It's we all have bodies. We all have parts. Use them. Don't use them. It's up to you. If she wants to eat chocolate cake, is he now going to go with her to every bakery once a year? It's the most disgusting thing to be. Who, what doctor would consent to this? Well, she he made her sign the form that said uh, so, and I I don't know because that's disgusting. But okay, so sh- you said she's an adult. Let's say she's sixteen. She's not an adult yet. Is it okay if she's sixteen for him to do it? No, and I mean by adult as a woman, in the very biological sense, when you have the ability to reproduce, you physically are an adult because that same girl, uh, whether she consented to it or not, could bring another human into the world. 
Her body, her body is capable of this. And that comes with the responsibilities, you know, rights of and privileges of ownership. She's got to know what she's dealing with. And it's not going to be daddy who's carrying the baby. It's the whole thing is so fucking gross. Can you not? It's like this. Can you not have a conversation with somebody here? Here's the social rules. Here's the cultural rules. Here's our family credo. This is what I expect of you. This is the behavior I'm looking for from you. Now go have your health checked. Those are two totally different things than I'm going to come with you in to the place. I'm going to go with you on your date and sit in the back seat and I'm coming with you to the restaurant to make sure that nobody's holding your hand too tight. I mean, if this was a white wacko southerner with the quiver full of kids, how many news outlets would be talking about this in terms of that's disgusting. Why are they because they have promise rings and they don't kiss and all the all the things that they do to, you know, really invasively get involved in something that ain't none of the business either. It's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. I got to get, there's one more. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it, it's also disgusting. It is, again, I repeat, it's invasive. It's not looking at your toe. It's going inside your body with a speculum to look for mucous membrane that is in, te- like, oh my God, get, do you, is there ever an excuse for a family member of yours to have a peek inside your body? There's no, yeah, there's no comparable. I'm trying to come up. There's no way to, there's just no comparable that this is none of your fucking business. I'd like to refer mail. you to the episode where Stuart's parents came to visit us and my father-in-law had a triple A. He had a, he had pain and so, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're a, you're a loving gal. Stuart had to give his father a rectal <laughs> to make sure that it wasn't one thing and it was completely another. And there, there's no excuse for that either. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Happy holidays. <laughs> yes, there's no excuse for that either. There, those are two two holes that should not be visited by family or or oh. anybody non in an intimate way. Yeah, it's bad. It is. It's it's also sexist because nobody's checking. He has the son in there too. Where's the mother in this? Does this child have a mother who does not? She's home safeguarding her hymen. (laughs) I do have a friend who is a labor and delivery nurse who has had to deliver babies past a hymen. What? Because they did not. It's like a fucking trampoline. They did not. No, I don't think they had that baby through intercourse. I think there was a, yeah, I think there, I think she went to check a cervix, stuck her hand in and said to the physician, something's wrong. And she said, no, something's wrong. I mean, there is, but not like you're saying, that's a hymen and we got to get past that if we're going to deliver this baby. Isn't that crazy? That is, that is the weirdest fucking thing. Certain cultures. I I think it's a certain cultures thing. Yeah. It's it was weird. It was super weird. Uh, feel free to write in and tell us all about that. Yeah, I think it's abusive. I think that's abuse. How this child is going to child eighteen year old woman. How this woman is going to have a normal relationship with a man after this? These are the people who you will watch a twenty twenty special about uh, that and get away with, like the Menendez brothers. Like she's going to kill Ti. And didn't Ti serve some time in jail? I have to go back and re. Relook up T.I. He's fucked up. If you're checking your daughter for her hymen, thank God he's not doing it himself, and at least he's doing it at doctor's visit. We hope. Yeah. We, oh, I'm going to vomit. T.I., smarten the fuck up. This is not normal. It's not okay. And if I have to call the authorities to to get in the way of this, you might lose your kids. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea is so twisted. Here he is trying to raise a respectable woman. He's trying to raise someone, his his messaging in all of this, if you cut through all the weirdness, the subtext is, I want this woman to be, you know, highly regarded on a pedestal. I want this woman to be above scrutiny and up to the highest standard that I can possibly think of. And I'm going to participate in making that happen. I'm going to be a good dad. And I'm going to do. Yes. It's like you and everything that you're doing is saying to her as loudly as you possibly can, that you will never be a respectable woman. You are already not worthy of respect because the only thing that you have is this biological condition that you have to safeguard which P.S. you have no control over and we're watching you every second instead of let me raise you to be an independent woman worthy of respect, who respects and cares for herself, who's 
family respects and trusts her to move through the world with some kind of integrity. The whole yeah, thing is T. just... I. Yeah, T.I. Suck yeah, it. T. I. Yeah, T.I. Yeah, T.I. Stupid. Look it up, dope. Yeah, check it out, dope. <laughs> Jackass. Hey, dear listeners, if you want to connect with us, oh, thank God, because we want to connect <laughs> with you too. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Listen Brilliant. And you can email us like several listeners have for our bad advice column. You did? I did. Hold on. At brilliantobservations at gmail.com. We really would love to hear from you. What was the feedback? Now you put me on the spot and I don't remember what it is, but I do have it. I wrote it down. So, and I'll tell you. Oh, it was, I remember now. It's apple cider vinegar. Oh, yeah. Previously on Brilliant big, Observations. Big fans still use it. Yeah. And it was angry feedback at me because, uh, you know, Sally Collin decided to try the apple cider vinegar, two tablespoons, yeah. woke up mm. at three in the morning with, mm. with Melissa Schitz. Oh, I, why don't you listen to me, I Sally don't have Collin? The shits. I did uh. a shit. Or maybe I did and I'm unaware of it. I didn't, Dear- I don't think I did. Dear listener, trust me. I I know. I I am the master of my colon. <laughs> I'm really not, which is why That's the gummy favorite it's, video game is Colon Master. <laughs> That's Dungeon Colon Master. Oh, ew. Um, All right, Ti. That's the so, <laughs> so it's goalie G O L I, and I think there's like a ten percent off coupon you can use by either not using us, but either like love. <laughs> Love goalie or no shits.com or whatever you go to. It's they're really slightly tasty. I'm not a big texture fan there. No shits.com. Uh, <laughs> That's my favorite.net ever. No shits TV. Dot yep. um, <laughs> edu. Because um, it's quite educational. <laughs> Sponsored by Clorox. Yeah, so uh, so I, I'm with you. I don't know why you listen to Amy over listening to me because you probably had apple cider vinegar in your refrigerator and thought, yeah, I got this. She was optimistic. It's, it's worth it to go for the uh, the gummy. I mean, I think it's 20 bucks for a month's worth. Maybe a month's worth. Your uh, is worth it. And then you get 10% off. So it's 18 bucks <laughs> for a month's worth. And I think it's free shipping too. So I'm a I'm a fan. I like it because I've I've definitely had some cheese or lactose, something that I probably shouldn't have, and I've scarfed down a couple of these gummies and I was not punished for stupidity. But I will be more careful. Dear listener, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your feedback. Uh, Amy will tell us who it was that fed back if they wanted to be acknowledged, because sometimes people like hearing their name on air. Right, everybody? Uh, We're grateful for you. You're one of my hundred gratefuls. I'm grateful for you, Amy. And I'm waiting for my brain chemistry to change so that I'm less resistant and a happier person. So, fuck it. Dope. (laughs) Bye.